What is up, everybody? This is Wes Hoffman, and this is another episode of Wes Hoffman with Friends. This episode is with the punk rockette Emily Plamondon from Quebec City, Quebec. Um, Emily's a friend of mine. I've been following her for a while now on Instagram. Um, she just has an awesome account, and she's spreading uh, punk rock music. She's an amazing singer, podcaster, um, and just punk rock advocate, um, always spreading the word about new music and new things happening in the punk world. So I really appreciate uh, you coming on to the podcast, Emily. Um, just wanted to let you all know my new song is out now. It's called Far From Yesterday. It's on Spotify, Apple Music, Bandcamp, Deezer, Tidal, Amazon, YouTube, wherever you listen to music, it's there. So please give it a listen and enjoy this episode with Emily the Punk Rockette. All right, what's up, everybody? Today, uh, I have Emily Plamondon with me today. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm fine, and you? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Yeah, thank you so much for, uh, for being a guest on my podcast. I really appreciate it. Thank you for inviting me. I'm always surprised, like, oh, people want to talk to me. That's fun. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's awesome. Like, like I was telling you before, um, you know, I have been following you. I used to do this podcast called The Strange House a while ago, and um, I was just, we were pretty active on social media, and I think that's how I originally started following you. And then when that podcast kind of went, you know, when we stopped doing that, I followed you from my own personal account, and I became more active on that. And I just always thought it was so cool that, like, um, I would always see new bands that you were always posting. You're giving like the repunk commendations yeah. and like uh, <laughs> doing all cool, uh, just like sharing, you know, old albums, but also newer albums. And I just think it's really cool that, you know, you're out there doing that and just like spreading the word about different bands. And it really helps me discover new music and then, wow. and stuff like that too. So I really appreciate, I just appreciate what you do. Oh, that's, makes me so happy because social medias are great for this like it helps me to discover bands every day like it's not not a joke every day so when people tell me that they like my repunk mendations by the way i'm pretty proud of this this punk yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it makes me really really happy i'm like yes that's exactly what i wanted to share what i want to share with people it's my passion for the older bands like the 90s cake punk bands but also i want to share with people the fact that it's so important to still keep our brain focused on new stuff and new bands that work really hard like as hard as bigger bands sometimes more and it deserves so much exposure so much more exposure i mean so yeah it's natural for me so i appreciate when people like you notice <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree. And I mean, I think it's awesome that like, I still go back and listen to all the old records that I really <laughs> liked when I was growing up. But I, I think it's also important to, you know, and I think it's great that like, you know, one of my favorite bands of all time is MXPX. Oh. And yeah. <laughs> and I love that they're making new music and that they've continued to make me new music for years now, you know, but um, and I will always support bands like that that I grew up listening to, but I also think it's, you know, there's a new generation of punk rock bands coming out, yeah. pop punk bands, and, and um, yeah, I think it's important to just kind of focus on on that as well and always be kind of like just expanding 
the bands that we're listening to and, and that type of thing as well. So um, you mentioned this a little bit and I always love this question. Uh, <coughs> sorry. Um, uh, what was, so what was like the first, I mean, you just seem like a person that's super enthusiastic about punk rock music. What was kind of your entry point or the first band or the first record that you heard that really kind of drew you into punk rock? Oh, it was a mix of Green Day and uh, Blink-182. Okay. Dookie, uh, Dookie and uh, for Blink, it wasn't a specific album. It was more like songs, you know, because I had some friends who, who used to listen to those bands. Uh, so I discovered punk rock with this sound. It's super classic. A lot of people were introduced to punk rock that way. So I was like, oh, it's fun. And in my, when I was really young, I, I thought that punk was like mean people, dangerous people. And then I was like, oh, but see those dudes, they seem great. They seem nice. My friends love them. So yeah, so I, I was introduced to faster music with those bands. And then I asked one of my friends to burn me a CD with other bands like that. I said, I like Green Day, I like Blink-182, can you make me discover other things? So he burned me a CD with Bad Religion, No Use for a Name, No Effects, Rancid. And I was like, oh, okay, that's way different than Blink and Green Day. Still some similarities, but I love this. And punk rock is great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's a really good way to put it. Like, um, you know, of course, Green Day, before I heard MXPX was one of my first bands, but like, yeah. uh, that I that I heard of, but uh, Green Day was definitely the first one that I didn't even know that they were punk, you know, at the time, I yeah. hadn't even really known what punk rock was, but they were just in the mainstream that, um, mm -hmm. the, I mean, that song, uh, basket case do yeah, you have the time it, yeah i mean it was on the radio <laughs> yeah 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 i mean when we were kids that was on the radio all the time and <laughs> and i think then like kind of finding more of the bands that were similar to that was like uh then yeah then taking it a step deeper into some of those bands that you mentioned and and um mm -hmm. uh another really big one was the offspring yeah yeah offspring too i, I could have uh, said them. I, I could have mentioned them too. Yeah. 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 I felt like they were one of those two that was like, they were on the radio. They were in the mainstream more, more than a lot of these other bands. Yes. And, uh, then I, I, you know, I kind of dove oh, in from there. It reminds me that in high school, I was like 15, uh, because my, my dad bought a CD burner. <laughs> so, and people asked me to burn Americana from Offspring. So I made yeah. some money burning illegally. Oh. <laughs> the Americana uh, CD to everyone at the school. I became cool because of this. Uh, <laughs> that's so, so no, that is such a good album. Yeah, that came out when I was in high school as well. I think I was a senior in high school when that came out, junior or senior, and that has. Yeah. So, I actually was listening to that. I listened to that album all the way through not too long ago. The other day, I was like, oh, because that because Offspring just put out a new album. Um, mm -hmm. not too long ago and it, and I was uh, it's pretty good um, it's catchy but sometimes the, the arrangements I'm like that's weird where are you going <laughs> but some melodies are so catchy so, but yeah 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 <laughs> they're, I, be they're becoming more contro controversial about what are they doing now <laughs> versus in the past so it's interesting 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. I definitely thought the same thing too. I was like, this is a little. Some of these songs are a little weird. Like I, I like it, but I, I haven't <laughs> listened to it all the way through yet. But yeah, I mean, I like some of this stuff. It's, it's definitely still has like a punk rock, you know, attitude to it. So they haven't lost that. And um, totally. I, I got I to see them live a couple of years ago. Oh, they, yeah. Yeah, and, and they were really, really good. It was the first time I had ever seen them live, and I really enjoyed it. I saw them twice, and yeah, that's always great a great show, totally. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So tell me a little bit about, I know that you, um, you're a musician as well. You sing and play guitar and play piano a little bit. <laughs> Um, how did you kind of get your um, intro into, how did you start playing music? Oh, that's a, um, I would say really, really young. I started to sing with my grandmother. Oh, I miss her so much right now. She <laughs> died like two, almost two years ago, Aww. but she was a great, great singer. So she was making me sing all the time in the house, and uh, my dad was also, it is also, it's still, but was more active in the time he was playing uh, classic guitar. Oh, wow, okay. He still plays today, but like just for fun. But he, he always plays just for fun, but for a long time he was playing every day at home, so I was like introduced. But I'm a left-handed, <laughs> so I couldn't play with his guitar, but oh. still. He allows me to just play and reverse, and he he showed me something. So I bought a guitar when I was, uh, I think, twenty, and he changed the strings, the side of the strings. Okay. To make it. <laughs> and then and that was funny. Uh, so yeah, so I always been exposed to music in my family, but I decided to really sing maybe at the end of high school. Uh, because the, my friends had a band and they invited me for some featuring. So I started to sing. It took me a long time before I started to play instruments. And even now, I'm not super confident about it. It's just for fun because I like to sing. So I want to become like independent to sing. Yeah. And oh yeah, and I played piano for like five years when I was in high school. And I think I was pretty good. But, so yeah, it was... It was fun, but I bought a piano recently because I stopped for many years playing. I don't know why. And I was at my mom's place and she has a piano uh, last winter and I, I practiced and I was like, why did I stop playing? It's so relaxing yeah. to play piano. So, and with the pandemic, I got super anxious and yeah, I don't know, a little depressed. I was like, I'm going to buy a piano and start to play again. And it came back pretty fast, my skills. That's awesome. <laughs> so, so I just want to make simple arrangements, just just simple chords, nothing complicated, just because I want to sing. So that's, that's my story. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, I, I liked what you said about um, having it be like a relaxing thing because... Um, yeah. I didn't play for a really long time either. Like I, I stopped for like eight. Yeah, you told me you yeah. stopped. Yeah, I didn't play for a really long time. Like just, you know, I just became an adult. And like I thought I, in my head, I was like, I don't need to be playing music anymore. You know, like I, even though I enjoy it, like mm -hmm. back then, you know, when I was in my like early 20s and stuff, I was like, if I'm not going to be in a band, like what's the point, you know? And I started working full time and, and I was just like, I'm not going to do this anymore. Like, I don't really 
see the point in doing it. And, um, you know, a few years ago, it's been probably like five or six years now, I started again. And I really, really, I can't imagine now, like, even if I were, you know, I'm, I'm really happy to be like releasing music and putting stuff out there for people to listen to. And I want people to listen, but um, I really just enjoy, it's relaxing to me. Like I have a, a yeah. I have a rehearsal studio and I like to sometimes just go and play and not really like try to write anything or, or, mm -hmm. you know, I'm not like, Oh man, I'm going to, I mean, there are some days where I go in there and I'm like, all right, I got to come up with the best riff I've ever come up with in my yeah. life, you know, but <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot in of times. You're a creation mood, yeah. Right, I, right, I, yeah. yeah. But sometimes. I wish I could write songs, you know. One regret that I have, even if it's, it's not too late, but it's that I wish I could have write more songs. Because I have a band, it's called Fifty Shades of Funk Rock. We are playing acoustic cover song. It's super fun. Yeah. It's a, it's a very fun project. We used to do a lot of shows in Quebec. It's really fun. But some, and I, I had a band for like four years. But it wasn't serious. We were playing just in, like we played like three shows, and so I was writing some lyrics then. But my English at the time was way worse than today. <laughs> it was like really bad. But I miss. I still miss this. So I wish I could sometime find a band where I could really create vocal melodies. Uh, and yeah, that's the thing I wish I could do. It's not too late, I know. But. Yeah, yeah. Well, I really, I really liked. Um, I saw that the cover that you did with for face to face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that that was absolutely amazing. Like, and the, the guy that you oh, did it thanks. with, who played the piano. Yeah, I just thought it was like such a. You know, a lot of these punk rock songs are, you know, they're fast and they're loud guitars and stuff like that, and the drums are really loud. But like, I liked the way that. Um, you and that guy, like, I don't remember his name, but, um... <laughs> Jay, he's, he plays in uh, some punk rock bands. He has his solo project called Lonely Bunker. Okay. He's in Chicago. Okay. In the area of Chicago. Yeah, okay, that's actually not too far from me. Um, uh, but, yeah, I just liked the way that you took it from this kind of, you know, punk rock sound to... And that's kind of more of a mid-tempo song, but kind of stripping it down a little bit and the piano and just, like both of your voices made it like sound really pretty, almost kind of like a ballad. Like it was really yeah, because cool. I think acoustic versions are interesting because you can add more emotions. Not that they're the real one don't have emotions. That's not what I say, but like it's more raw emotions when you do it acoustically for me. Yeah. For me it is. So it's, I, I notice more the lyrics that way. Yeah, and for sure. Sometimes I'm like, this song is super sad, and I, I used to sing it in live shows, and yeah, but like, if you take the time to just sing it quietly, softly, it's like that's sad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. And and um, around the time that you posted that, um, I went, I started, li I was listening to that, like, kind of triggered me to want to listen to more face to face, and um, they put out an acoustic. CD not too long ago or an acoustic album that yeah, has holding fast, yeah. Holding fast album, yeah yeah oh yeah that was a f and I like listening to a lot of those songs some of them I didn't even recognize <laughs> because they're yeah. so they were just stripped down really acoustic but that that's definitely one band that I feel like when you kind of pull away the the like 
you know, electric guitars and the drums and stuff, they do have some really deep, that's one thing I've always liked about them, some really like deep, thoughtful lyrics. Mm -hmm. So that's why I, I, yes, I would like to have a very fast skate punk, melodic punk, fast punk band, but also I think that doing that kind of covers still, uh, I still can be creative because I love harmonies. I can change a little the melodies. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I heard that one song um, I, that you uh, did a feature on. I think it was Double Negative was the name of the band. Yes, oh my God, that was one of the my favorite things I've ever, I've ever did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was awesome. That's a really cool album too. Oh yeah, it's such a great band. I was so honored when they asked me to sing a fast song where I, push, I could uh, push my voice. And I, they let me uh, choose the vocal melodies a little. Yeah. So I could decide the way I, I would do it. Yeah, I'm very, very... That's exactly the kind of band I want. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's awesome. That, well, if I, if I lived in Quebec City, I would uh, start a band with you. <laughs> uh, I would say yes right now. <laughs> but the fact that I don't have a band it, uh, and my duet is like on hold because of COVID, so we don't... We played one uh, one live show, but it allows me to do many collabs with many bands and artists. So it's yeah. super fun to work with different people. Makes me really happy to do that. It's it's a chance I have to to work with many people. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So, absolutely. Yeah. So well, I'm not complaining. No. <laughs> no. No. I, I didn't. Think, I, I didn't think you were. Um, so tell me, um, so yeah, I've heard that like the, um, the punk scene in Quebec city is pretty good. Like, can you tell me a little yeah. bit, what's it like up there? We have a very, very nice punk rock family in Quebec. We have many bands. Honestly, I don't feel any competition between bands. Everyone is like, we can fool some venues with local bands. In yeah. Quebec City. Quebec City is not a big, big city, you know, it's not like Montreal. So it's, I'm impressed every time we pull a venue with local bands. And there are a lot of punk rock women too in the crowd. A lot of different kind of bands, pop punk, a lot of skate punk, fast punk rock. Yeah, we have a lot of them. Uh, not a lot of ska bands, we should have more. But yeah, the scene is, is really alive, really great. And I can't wait to be back at uh, going to shows. I miss I miss my yeah. punk rock friends so much. Mm. What do you think it is that makes um, that that makes it so successful and so alive there? I don't know, but I know that punk rockers really, really, really love punk rock. Still, even if we are all in our late thirties, uh, early forties. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm 37, and uh, we still bring younger people in early 20s too. Because I don't know, and I because of my social media, I know that it's all around the world. Punk rockers love punk rock no matter what, forever. But in Quebec City, maybe that's why. Maybe that's uh, the secret. Like people never give up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Punk rock. Do yeah, you... they have kids, they have families, they have jobs, but. A lot of them still come to shows. Mm. Yeah. Do you, um, are there like a lot of good music festivals? Well, not with, with mm -hmm. the COVID and everything. Are, do no. you guys have some good music festivals? 
Yeah, in the province, we have a lot. Yeah, we have the Pudza Fest in Montreal. Oh, they just told, they just said today that it's going to be postponed. But oh. we knew that, but that was super sad. Today. It's, it's Pudza? Pudza Fest. It's, do you know the Fest in Florida? Yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. It's a kind of the same concept. Like a lot of venues, shows every day we walk uh, from a venue to another. It's just so much fun. Yeah, that's awesome. So it's in Montreal. In Quebec, we have a new festival called the Red Bridge. We had one edition, but the two next were canceled. But it was super great, too. Uh, we have Envol et Macadam. It's under highways, very close to my to my place. And it's a very, very nice festival over three days with different local and international bands. I saw the last show ever of No Use for a Name at this festival. Oh my God, that would that be so here. cool. Yeah. That was one of my best and worst <laughs> memories ever. <laughs> but like, yeah, so it's, we have a strong, strong, strong punk rock community. And we have a lot of, we have three or four venues who do a lot of punk rock shows. So when you have venues, you have shows. So you have people and yeah. I wish we could keep this family forever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. I, I mean, I feel like it was more that way um, here. I'm from St. Louis, Missouri, and I feel like it was more that way when I'm when I was younger. And, you know, people just get older. They have jobs. They have families and like they don't come out to shows as much. Um, but I'm, I'm trying to kind of I'm hoping that once we get out of the pandemic and everything and that yeah. I think people are really feeling like. They want to get out and go to shows and go do stuff. And since we've all been, you know, stuck in our houses for the last over a oh, year yeah. now. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I'm really excited about it. And I really want to try to, um, I mean, I've, I've seen some really cool pictures and I've been, I follow like thousand Island records and, um, yeah, oh, you know, like, yeah, um, people of punk rock. It. But we have very nice labels here too, so it helps. It's part of the family. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I see that. I see like um, Thousand Island and like people of punk rock and yeah. different things like that. Like, and I'm like, wow, that's really cool. That it seems like there's just a lot happening up there. And, yeah, uh, there's seems also really punk exciting. and disorderly. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, for so sure. It's, it, it's part of the family, totally. It's, it's small labels with great people, real punk rockers. Like Anthony from People of Punk Rock is insane. He used to film all the shows and put it on YouTube. And he is every year is making a, a like a festival at his uh, in his backyard. Oh, <laughs> that's awesome! Party with a stage with some local bands. We we are like two hundred person on this back uh, on this backyard. <laughs> Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, great, great people. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, so tell me, so um, I know you recently started your podcast. Um, yes. Yeah, I've listened to uh, several episodes. I really liked, um, so one of the, speaking of Thousand Island Records, one of the bands that I really liked was, um, that you had on your podcast was Chaser. Yeah. And um, have you released the one with Belvedere yet? Uh, it's uh, gonna be the next episode. Okay, awesome, awesome. Because I'm yeah. re- I'm really excited for their new album. Yeah, um, oh, it's so good so far. I'm like shocked. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. All the songs that they've put out. I think there's a new one coming out tomorrow. But all the songs that they've released so far have been so good. So I know that people will release their stronger 
song for singles, but I'm like, it's not that four of them, or three or four are so good that the rest is going to be great. It's just, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Well, so what, what was kind of your idea behind wanting to start a podcast? Uh, what do you mean? The, just, um, sorry, my English problems right, right now. What gave me the idea to start it? Yeah. Oh, okay. So I've been hosting a punk rock radio show in Quebec City. Oh, really? And okay. Yes. It's, I'm going to celebrate 17 years of hosting a radio show here. It's called Punk Détente. It's a French, I speak French on it. And I play a lot of local bands and international bands. I take the listeners' requests. I do Facebook Lives every Sunday when I'm recording it. So i always been uh, yeah, hosting a show. But now I wanted to, because in the last two years, because of social medias, I don't know, because of my Facebook Live, a lot of new people are, are coming yeah, and they speak English. They speak Spanish, and so I started to speak English a little more uh, because I wanted to include everyone. So I was like, "Oh, maybe I should start an English-speaking podcast and try to spread punk rock easy easier, like uh, for more people." Because French, I, I I really want to keep my French radio show. It's super important for me. But I was like, "What if I do a real?" podcast because it's so different hosting a radio show versus hosting a podcast is really really different yeah yeah i love to to explore both way to work yeah, that's awesome yeah have you speaking of um no and I, I think you do a great job on your podcast too and i really enjoy Thanks. um you know i've been podcasting off and on now for almost seven years and i really just yeah. enjoy like be, having come, I've always enjoyed just conversations with people, especially like, um, you know, I like to talk about punk rock, but also just like, why do people like to do the things that they do? Like what, yeah. what motivates you? Like, you know, I, I, and I haven't had too many of, cause I'm really focused on my music right now. So I'm talking to yeah. a lot of people in the music in, you know, in the music world right now. But, um, I love to just talk about like any, you know, deep, I like to have deep conversations about like, mm -hmm. You know, what do you, like, why are we here? <laughs> you know? Oh, <laughs> um, if you want to talk about the universe, I'm here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, um, th but there's a really cool band. Um, I don't know if you've heard of them. They're called, uh, they're from, uh, I can't remember where they're from, but they're called uh, LAPM. LAPM. Nope, I don't know that. Oh. I'll send you the. I'm gonna send you the um, a link yeah. to their album because it, I heard them um, uh, on a on a different punk rock radio show that my one of my songs was on, and I heard them, and I was like, oh my god, these guys oh. are fucking amazing. Yeah, I was really. They sing in Spanish, but um, and I'm I'm gonna have them on my podcast here it, soon. But what kind of punk rock? What kind of music? Um, it's kind of skate punk, but it's kind of like they have real kind of technical guitars and stuff. Ah, like, I it's, would love it. It's pretty melodic too. Like, oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But I mean, I don't know. I don't really know what they're saying. <laughs> no, yeah, sure. <laughs> but, but it sounds so good. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I I've posted a, a couple, and that's what I think is so cool about um, punk rock and social media. Like some of the positive things is like I. Oh, yeah posted about them on my Instagram stories and they um 
like responded to it and we started chatting and I was like, I would love to have you guys on my podcast if you, yeah. if you want to. And, um, they've been, apparently they've been a, a band since like the late nineties. So they've been doing it for a really long time. Yeah. Uh, but I think that's so cool is that like, it's just a good way to kind of, um, you know, in podcasting in general, I feel like it's just such a great way to get to know people and, yeah. and get to like connect with people uh, like from all over the world. So, um, I really appreciate you. Yeah. Are there any new bands that you have been listening to that you um, really want to that like maybe you would want people to know about? Mm -hmm. And I think it was it was one of my goals was because I was because I'm hosting this show. I focused a lot on, on my local scene, which is I'm super happy about about that. But I I realized that I don't know much about our bigger artists, you know. So I was like. I should just do interviews and learn about them. Like, yeah, I interviewed Jesse Michaels from Operation Ivy, and I knew oh, wow. I know I know the the Operation Ivy album. I know the songs, but I didn't know anything about Jesse Michaels or a very few things. So I was like, I, I'm scared that I'm gonna look awkward, but at the same time, fuck my ego. I just want to learn. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. It was so interesting to talk with him about his other passions, like arts, painting, writing books, writing movies. But it's, it was so interesting. My radio show is more like just music. Okay, we I spread like five, six, seven recommendations. Re People are making requests. We are talking on the live about, oh, yeah, face to face. Oh, yeah, no, big. yeah, 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 this is a new band. But on the podcast, I want to focus on uh, yeah, spreading some music, it's, I think it's my goal, but also talking with great artists and learn more about them. Or about, uh, not necessarily big artists, but people like photographers, um, yeah. you know, writers, because they have so much to, to teach me. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. That guy... Um... That you had Chris Ortiz, Ortez. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I connected with it. Because, oh, that was the one that you played my song on. Uh, oh, yeah, that's yeah. right. <laughs> and he lives, in he lives in Lawrence, Kansas, which is not very far from me. Oh. It's only like three or four hours away. So, yeah, we were chatting about, he was, you know, he was like, hey, when I, when, if, if he comes to St. Louis, like, we might meet up for a coffee or something like that. So, I thought that was really cool. And I. That, I that makes me so happy and emotional <laughs> that you say that <laughs> that you're connecting with yeah yeah well i and i agree with you i think that there's like there's so much more to punk rock than just the music there's people yeah. there's like videographers photographers people oh, yeah. who authors poets like all mm. people like you and i that that do podcasts like there's so much more to it there's social activist social and political activists you know yes. like so that much too. that goes into it that's interesting you mention it because I have a, how do you say, I'm a social worker. I, 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 so I'm very interested with all the political stuff and human rights and stuff, but I'm also very low profile. So I won't be the person who speak too loud about those things. So I really want to have guests on my podcast to talk about that. Like, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. That's really cool. It's important, but I have to respect how I am because I'm not super loud about it because I want to, I don't know, I just, 
I love to learn and educate myself, but I'm not a huge speaker about those things. I wish I could, but like it's my personality. So if I can bring more people who can speak loud about things, then yeah, that's something I want to do. Yeah, but absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Well, because uh, it's part of the punk rock. It's part of punk rock. It is values. Yeah. Values are so important. I I spoke with Aaron Carnes, who he wrote a book about ska, ska music. Uh, it's called In Defense of Ska, and we talk about the values underneath the ska music, the history, yeah. how ska used to uh, and still fight against racism. So it was so interesting. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I think, like, you know, even just, like, punk rock in general, like, you know, I remember there was, like, the Ska Against Racism tour, and yeah, there was the, pu- that, you yeah. know, Punk the Vote, and, like, all, all of that kind of stuff that has been so... Um, you know, what was, there's, oh, there's the, like, the plea for peace stuff, like, just so every time that, like, I go to a music festival, there's always, like, several nonprofits there that are, like, doing something to be active in the community, and I just think that that is, it is important as well, so, um, yeah, well, uh, Emily, thank you so much for being on this podcast, I really appreciate it, um, it's so great to just kind of, like, have a conversation with you, and, um, And and thank you again for, you know, everything that you do. I just think when oh. all of the people that, um, you know, I, I recently put out the song a couple of months ago and so many people were willing to just like play the song or post about it on social media. And like that is so important. And just I'm so grateful to anybody who even just like shared it. You know what I mean? So Yeah, but it's a very, the song I played, uh, it's so emotional. I think you, your voice brings a lot of emotion to the song. I, I'm sensitive to, to that kind of vibe in a song. And the melody is great too. So for me, it was a huge like, yeah, I should play this. <laughs> oh, like, thank you. Thank you. And just uh, send me all the things you do. Uh, if you do, if you record more songs, I really want to listen to, to them. And, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And if there's ever anything that... Um, that you want me to share that anything that I can share for you, like, just let me know. I'm happy to you uh, know, share anything out and, and let me know what you're up to also. You're nice. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Have a great night. You too. All right. Talk to you later. Yeah. Bye-bye.